0: What if living your best self and your ideal life was your religion, your God? Welcome to the Church of Awesome, a podcast dedicated to the principles of living an awesome life. Welcome to the Church of Awesome. I am your Catalyst of Transformation, Brett Dupree. I know I haven't done this in a while. There has just been a lot in my life that's been happening, and my inspiration for doing this has been very low, even though this is a passion of mine. but just doing the dregs and getting up the passion to do something that part of me feels that no one will listen to and no one will be a part of and still pushing through is starting to get to me, especially with the pandemic and all the anxieties that that has happened. But yesterday I watched episode 40 of this anime called ReZero. And it really got me thinking about my life in general. And it has inspired me once again and helped lit that fire in me to make this world a better place. So today's episode is going to be about how... Natsuki Subaru is one of the most inspiring characters I've ever seen in any form of media, period. As I've watched this show since it started in 2016, ReZero is one of my favorite animes. For people who don't know, anime is a style of cartoon from Japan. ReZero is called an Isekai-type anime, which is about a person... Going into another world. You can think of that if you want to make an American allegory. One of the most famous of those, of course, is Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland. Basically speaking, somebody going to somewhere where they're a fish out of water. This is one of mine, if not my favorite types of anime for many reasons. I just really like fish out of water stories. Something I liked about Thor. You could see the personal growth. And a lot of times in Japanese izakai, they are power fantasies, especially now, since a lot of izakais are based off these things called light novels, which are written by normal people, because a lot of people want to go somewhere because they feel powerless in their current world. They want to go somewhere and feel powerful in another world. And a lot of them are fun, good power fantasies, and a lot of them kind of suck, and they're just... Nothing really happens, and the person just dominates. And there's just something about these that I really like. And I was pulled into ReZero, which is another power fantasy. Basically, ReZero is kind of different, though, because it almost feels like a personal growth fantasy. I probably should do some research, but I think the person who wrote... and I mean, I'm calling it the person, because I... Yeah, that's how little research I've done in the background of this, but the writer of this obviously had to go through some form of awakening to their better selves and struggle, because ReZero is such a great allegory for personal growth, and an inspiration as well. See, ReZero first seems like a way to look at the genre in a different light, and way to... I want to say subjugate. I don't know why the world word is escaping me when you go against somebody's expectations. This is Brett from the future. The word I'm looking for is subvert expectation. So that's what I'm talking about, subvert. So put that in. Somebody went into another world and it pretty much sucks. Changes everything about it, which is what it kind of starts out to. In fact, he doesn't even get hit by a bus which is generally how most people go into another world. They die somewhere. He closes eyes and he wakes up in another world. And the way this one's different is that he has save points throughout it. It's almost like a video game. A lot of these are based off fantasy or video games. And his, the video game aspect of it is the fact that he dies. He goes back to a save point. He calls it return by death. It's an amazing power. If you want to go forward as you live, you gain a lot of insight. But each death, the real way it changes things is traumatic. Also, he is a fan of Isekai's and knows about it. So he understands the tropes of it. So he sees himself as the hero in this story. And that's what makes Subaru inspiring because he starts out this show as not the hero. He is a piece of poo. He is not a great per- person. He's not a bad person. He's not somebody who wants to exploit people. He's not somebody who wants to attack people. He is normal bad in a way that we all are, in a way. I could see a lot of myself in Subaru, is what I'm saying. I could see negative aspects of who I am in him. In fact, the second season started last year, and so I decided to watch through the first season to get ready because I did really like this anime. But the problem was, we got to this certain arc where I couldn't continue because I absolutely hated Subaru during this part. Because Subaru is selfish. He's, nar- he's, kind. he's not really narcissistic. But he isn't mentally selfish, self serving. He doesn't, he has so many blocks in his personality that makes him make so many terrible decisions. He's petty. He's easily prone to jealousy. He has anxieties and has anxieties of trying to be like. And the thing is, he doesn't feel like he's worth it. I know all of us, most likely, have this part of ourselves that do not feel like we are worth what we get, the fraud phenomenon. As my other podcast, The Joyous Expansion Podcast, I tried to ask all people about the fraud phenomenon because I know that's a certain part of a lot of our lives is this feeling that when what we got are successful, we don't deserve. In fact, I just felt that in December because my job is in healthcare, but I'm not a frontline worker. I was able to get the vaccine, and I felt guilty, real guilt, that I was getting the vaccine before a lot of other people who in my back of my mind, I think to myself, are more worthy than me. So the fraud phenomenon is a common part of life, and Subaru really sucks, and there's just parts where he challenges people. I mean, for one, he falls in love with this woman who he ideals and you'll learn later this is a fetish a silver a silver-haired elf and he falls in love with her without trying to understand who she actually is because he idolized those type of people in a way it'd be like falling in love with a blonde woman who looks like taylor swift because you love taylor swift not because you know the person not because you understand the person but because this person fills this fantasy that you have. And we all do that. I could see that part of me back in my past before I let go of crushes. I used to have crushes on the same type of woman over and over and over again before I let that go and truly try to get to know women and currently in love with someone who I feel like I got to know. I'm just saying I could see that part especially in my past because he's a nice guy. He believes that because he is doing nice things that people should like them. Not because he treats them well, not because he knows who they are, because he fetishizes and likes and tries his best and be nice, he should be rewarded for that. He wants to give to get, which is just the epitome of selfishness. Because I believe true giving is giving without wanting a return, which is hard because we all want a return for what we give. So Subaru goes through his life and he tries his best and he fails. And a lot of times he fails, he is killed and murdered. And each time he is murdered, he is traumatizing because it's painful. It's hard. He is knocked on his butt. And as somebody who has been knocked on his butt, I can see it as a metaphor for each time I put myself out there, each time I create a podcast, each time I do videos, each time I try something in my life that I hope would work and bring something beyond what it does, and then nothing happens, and I almost feel like my return by death is getting back to the starting point of where I am. So I can feel that metaphor in my life as well as I watch him go through his life get murdered and go back to the starting point. Even sometimes things work and it looks like it's going well, but something on the outside, such as maybe COVID, or I remember one time in my life where I thought my life was going fine. I finally was letting go of my anxiety in my jobs because I finally got a full-time job where I'm taking a leadership opportunity and then Bill Gates sold the freaking company and I was laid off. So I felt that return by death in that moment and there was nothing i could have done which sometimes he did everything in his mind that is correct but he was still murdered by somebody and betrayed by somebody he trusted and he kept on going but the thing that is really inspiring is the fact that it wasn't him pulling himself up by his bootstraps it wasn't him trying to push through that caused a lot of his changes. It was the people he met along the way and he learned from who helped see him for who he is, see him for that good person, and see truly see the fact that deep down, he is a good person who is trying his best. But just through his life, which they show, and that's one of the amazing parts about this show, is some of the best episodes are flashbacks or two people talking and yelling at each other about just personal things and because they pay off because it sets it up so well. And so seeing him fail and seeing him then learn from others that he is a worthwhile person and accepting it, which is part of it as well, because if you don't accept that part in yourself, it doesn't matter what people say to you. But he understands the fact that He has to push through even if things don't work out because it just makes life better and things that are personal growth. And I think that's a good metaphor for personal growth because a lot of times things won't work out. But do you go back into the pits of despair when he does that life doesn't work out either? Because I truly believe success is a combination of hard work and luck. But at the same time, you're not going to be successful if you just wallow in pain and misery. But you also need help from other people to be able to go past that. To be able to go through that. And Another thing that I really appreciate about ReZero is the fact that it looks like he turns a corner many times. But he still falls back on his old problems. He still falls back. He has setbacks. He has a huge cathartic moment at the end of the first season. And episode one of the second season was such a gut punch. And the first pretty much 13 episodes, because that's how generally there are about 26 episodes in Japan, are gut punch after gut punch where you think he's going to get through it. He learned so many things in the first season. You think that's going to help him, but it turns out it isn't because... Someone he truly trusted it betrayed him and has different goals for him. There's people who he let down because he's just blinded by their pain because he's too focused on his pain, which is another aspect that makes him just such an inspiring character because once he recognizes the pain of the people around him, the problems that they're going through, and how the world doesn't truly revolve around us. Where well, we are the hero of our own story, but the fact that other people around us are also in pain, through the helping of other three people's pain, can cause healing in our own. Watching that is just amazingly inspiring. And through this, he starts understanding his life, and he was able to go back into his past and heal that And notice that fact that he is better because of the negative experiences that are in his life. Which that's an aspect of our life because there's this saying that I do love. You become better or you can become bitter, which when it comes to things of your path, or between stimulus and response there is choice. In that choice, in that space, in between stimulus and response there is space. Within that space lies choice, and within that choice lies all the freedom. And we could choose to be better, or we can choose to be bitter. And the importance of that, because you watch him choose to become bitter, and then he dies and goes back, dies and goes back, dies and goes back, and he finally chooses to be better, and sometimes he still dies and goes back, because there isn't a panacea. There isn't a cure-all out there. Anyone who's trying to tell you that if you follow their system, Nothing bad will happen in your life again because you'll raise your vibration to a certain point and is just trying to sell you gobble, 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 gobble man, words. He does that. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a cartoon, a series. So he does eventually become successful. At least I hope the second season isn't done yet. For the last couple of episodes. Look like he's about to get through this trial, which is just devastatingly hard and it looks so impossible. Through the help of his friends and through the help of truly understanding his feelings and learning what love is. Because a lot of times we think of love as in fairy fairy tales, where we love someone and everything is perfect. But the reality is, is love is a struggle. In a sense of when you're in a relationship with somebody, there are going to be problems, there are going to be issues. There's two people coming together who are different in many ways, who have their own ways of looking at the world. And watching him swoon Amelia, but getting her on his side is different because it wasn't because of he just tries. It's just because he chose to be a person worthy of loving. But she still has her blocks as well. In the last scene, of course these are spoilers, I probably should have said at the beginning, we got, episode 40, we got their first kiss. Their first real kiss. And the talk of before it happened, of him talking about love, pretty much was a good reminder to me of what true love is. Is True love isn't loving somebody because they do nice things for you or loving somebody because they're the person you think they'd be. True love is loving someone despite all the things you are frustrated with them about because nobody's perfect. We're all flawed human individuals trying to figure out how to live this world the best we can and watching him confess his love to Amelia while confessing the things that bother the heck out of him just hit me because that's what life is. It's a choice. Do we allow the parts of our lives that we don't like to destroy us? Do I worry about the fact that some people I love right now have COVID-19? Do I worry about the fact that COVID-19 is causing a shutdown and I feel so lonely because I feel like I'm doing my part in staying at home and trying my best not to leave the house unless I really need to do something? Do I go for the fact that the people, that there are a lot of people out there I love that I truly care about having a bad time? Do I allow the fact that right now there is a fascist coup trying to go out and take over America and destroy the democracy? And in my lifetime, this is the closest I've ever been to a failed state in my country. Do I allow that to break me? And if it does, that's fine. It's fine to be broken. It's fine to fall down. It's fine to let the world bother you. And you got to get back up because what else are you going to do? And it's almost that simple. What else are you going to do? Because do you want to end it all? Do you want to just fall down and swallow, go into despair? You could do that. That's your choice. Subaru could do that. He had a choice, an easy way out that would have led to a lot of suffering, but would give him everything he wanted. It would just be more suffering than ever from another betrayal of somebody he trusted. The negative things in our lives exist. And the truth of the matter is they will always exist. The people you love will say things that hurt you. In fact, it'll hurt more than anything. Ever. The world will knock you down. You will be returned by death, metaphorically. The thing that you love will hurt you. But you have the choice of what you do about it. You have a choice of who you reach out to. You have the choice to work on yourself and become better. I love ReZero. ReZero reminds me of the struggle it takes to survive in this world. And to strive to be the best person that you can be. Despite the fact that you, just like me, are flawed. You, just like me, have emotional blocks, mental blocks, traumas in our past that can help deny us and trigger us during times that are difficult. And we're going to fail. It's going to happen. Anyone who tells you differently is just trying to sell you something. Failure, harsh reality is part of life. But what can you do about it? You can always push forward and strive your, to your best. You can always reach out to people and find the people who are willing to help you in time of need. You can always work on cultivating relationships that will support you and who you are. And you can always love without having a desire to get something in return and just truly love this world that we are in because what else are we going to do? I know that might be sad to think about it that way, but it's just a better way of living. That's your choice. You always choose on how you're going to live. I'm going to end this podcast on a Richler Bandler quote. He is the founder, one of the co-founders of Neuro Linguistic Programming. Live free. Learn the lessons of life. Connect with as many people as you can. Experience the true highs and deal with the true lows of life. Let yourself roam free in a world full of love. At some point in the past, you are put on this earth. At some point in the future, you will die. While you are here, make it count. Live. Really live. I am to Dupree, your catalyst of transformation for the Church of Awesome. I love you very much. You are worth it. You are worthy. You are enough. And once again, I remind you to be love, to be joy, and to be awesome. For more information about the Church of Awesome, check out thechurchofawesome.com. The Church of Awesome is recorded live at 8 a.m. Pacific Time at the Church of Awesome Facebook group. Now go out and live an awesome life.